Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, everyone. My name is Jesse Moore, and welcome to Icon Leadership Podcast. Today on the show, we have Simber Boxley. Simber is the manager of respiratory care at Baylor Scott and White Healthcare. Hello, Simber. How are you? I'm doing well. Simba, tell the audience uh, a little something about yourself. Sure. So um, I've been in respiratory for about 13 years now. Um, and during that time, I um, decided that manager role was something that I was interested in. So I returned to school and got a bachelor's in healthcare administration. Um, and I graduated from Grand Canyon University around 2019. Um Family life-wise, you know, I'm married, um, been married for five years now, been with him for over 10 years, and we have two beautiful children. All right, great, great. So uh, what made you want to get into uh, to leadership? Um, watching leaders that struggled with staff members as far as their outside life, um, not being able to pay attention to people as people, and... Um, treating them more as numbers. So that's where it started. I um, learned very quickly that I was interested in quality. I was interested in improving efforts in the hospital. And um, and I figured that I was really good at it. So you said something that was, uh, that was very alarming. Mm -hmm. So when you're dealing with a smaller organization, mm -hmm. it's easier for you to do what? It's easier for you to know your people and you won't have to deal with people or treat your people just like uh, like numbers or, mm -hmm. or bean counters. But when right. you, so you're saying that so once you go into a, a bigger organization, people seem to forget about their people, Yes, you know, their employees and mm -hmm. they start worrying about their beans, you know, as they start yes. looking at the money side. Mm -hmm. of it, right. That's correct. Right. Yes. So, yeah. So you wanted to do something about that. I did. So, yes. Right. And so you wanted to say, you know what, I, you could be a good leader. Yes. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. Great. Great. Okay. I felt so, so. Yes. yeah. Right. Right. Uh, so let me. So a lot of times when leaders are promoted, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, they get a lot of you know flack from their from their peers. You know, I remember when I first uh, uh, got promoted, I uh, uh, they I, I, I changed. Mm -hmm. I had to really, I had to change the things yeah. that I said. I couldn't, you mm -mm. know, the way I used to talk, right. I couldn't talk anymore. So mm -hmm. I had to, uh, I had to switch roles and they didn't know how to deal with me then, but I had a job to do. So tell me about that. Yes. So um, one of my big things is remaining true to myself. Mm -hmm. Yes, there is a level of professionalism that I have to, you know, attain, but I have always kept those same relationships with everyone. Um, in my opinion, 
as long as you're not treating anyone better than the other, then you're doing the right thing. Um, me and my team have been working together for over 13 years. I graduated from school with many of them. We know each other on a personal level. And that did cause issues when it came to trust. But other than that, I have maintained those same relationships with them. And it's actually been going very well. Good. So, so tell me, how did you gain their trust? So that I'm actually still working on. Okay. Um, it's a day-to-day thing that, you know, and, and it depends on what's happening. You know, different situations um, create different emotions in people, and they feel very comfortable with me. So they do express those emotions. But what I do is I make sure to address those in the moment. Um, I'll sit down with them personally and say, hey, I understand that you're feeling like maybe I'm not doing everything that I can do. Let's talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that seems to have been going very well. All right, good yeah, that sounds good. Mm-hmm. So what about, so uh, so are there people that you are over, have they been in the system longer than you have? Absolutely. Yes. Mm-hmm. So how did they perceive you? How did they take you? So initially, I think it was a shock for everybody. Um, and like I said, with that distrust, you know, a lot of people felt maybe, Um, that I'm not doing the things that they're asking, um, and then I'm changing a lot. So those changes are difficult for people who have been there for a very long time because they're not used to that. What I've moved forward to doing and helping them with that is um, encouraging them to be more engaged. So instead of me going, you know, we're going to do it this way, you, you know, I make all the decisions, which is what they're used to, I encourage them now to if they have an issue, give me the solution. And then we'll work on how to get that solution done. Sure, sure. Yeah. So so let me ask you this question. So mm-hmm. how many how many men do you have in your department? Not how many, many, actually. And how many women do you have? I, <laughs> I would say that I have two men that I can think of off the top of my head right now that are that are tenured, that have been there for a long time. Um, there may be a few more, you know, four four of them I think total, but they're brand new. Um, yeah. and then Everybody else is female. How is it different? <laughs> How is it different from leading men, you know, from leading men and women? Well, honestly, for me, men are actually a lot easier, <laughs> a lot nicer <laughs> at times. Um, it really has not been bad and they're really good to work with. Yes, I'm, uh, <laughs> I feel the same <laughs> way, but I, I feel like women are so much easier um. for me to, to, to lead. And, yeah. you know, my sister, she was a, uh, a director, manager for a long time, and she always would tell me that she would rather, you know, uh, supervise men than women. Right. Now, for me, my deal is why I, I like to, deal, to supervise, uh, manage women more is because of the simple fact that it seems like uh, men guys clash a little bit because I expect mm-hmm. more out of guys and I don't I don't expect a lot of bickering out of guys. Yes. But and so and then when they come into the department and I see this they're bickering a little bit. I was like, you know, oh, wait a minute, guys, let's just get the work done. <laughs> yeah. You know? And so some and when I'm dealing with the uh, women they will bicker, but they'll get the work done at the same they'll time. They'll get the work done, yeah. You know, it's just <laughs> <Yeah>. like, you know, <laughs> they'll get the work done at the same time. So, yeah. so I, you know, I, I pretty much, I, I like I like what I do. I, I, I rather, uh, I have guys on my team, but mm-hmm. I think that the women get more work done than the guys. 
in my in to me, <laughs> you know, if you can right. cut out all the bickering and stuff like mm-hmm. that, because you have different personalities, of course, you know. Yeah. So tell me, how do you deal with? So okay, so you have a group of women, but neither one of them have the same personality. Right. So how do you go about, you know, managing different personalities? So a little bit of secret of mine is that I know everybody and that is to my advantage because I know what, you know, makes people or what gets people upset. You know, I know, you know, how they respond or what they respond to the best. So I have been blessed in that. And and I know not everybody gets to have that, that, you know, on their side. Um, But that is one of the ways that I've been able to mitigate through that. Sure. So, so what you're telling me is mm-hmm. that you have a relationship. I have a relationship yes, with, with your, everybody. with your team. Mm-hmm. And That's I right. think that having a relationship with your team that tells you a little bit about, you know, tells you about them, what makes them, mm-hmm. uh, what, 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 like, what, what, what foods they like, mm-hmm. you know, what makes yeah. them tick, you know? Mm-hmm. And once you find that, so say from, you might make somebody mad and you know one thing and you, you go and give them a, a Snickers, that's their favorite. <laughs> that's their favorite sneaker. You know, you know what? Well, thank yeah, you. Or you, or you see, or you see that they're being having a bad day. Mm-hmm. You know, you go to the gift shop and get something for them and bring it back. You care. Yes. So that's 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 basically you know re- having a relationship. That's mm-hmm. a that's a good thing to uh, to to get with your staff because that way you know you know what what's going on with them and and knowing their kids. Do you know any mm-hmm. of your your your, your, your team, team? Yeah. So yes. so yeah. So getting to know their families that that also shows them that you you care enough to to ask them about their you know families, right. their husbands, their children. So mm-hmm. you know and stuff like that. They like that. Yes. So what was the hardest part? Of coming into your new position? Um, I would say the most difficult part was that being a black woman in a leadership position, you tend to be perceived as um, maybe not, not so much angry, but um, I guess I have this look on my face at times where I may be perceived as... Um, mean or intimidating which is absolutely not my intention at all you know I've never um I've never meant to be you know or look unapproachable but that is my biggest challenge is making sure that I'm engaging with my staff and making sure that they know that I'm here for them and um getting past this facial feature part (laughs) absolutely you know don't feel bad Because you're not the first person that has, you know, said mm-hmm. that, and and I think that uh, it's the same way with me. They think that I am like really mean, mm-hmm. you know, but I'm I am not mean, but I have a job to do. Yes, and right. these people are paying me to do a job, mm-hmm. and if I do not do this job, you understand you what do I'm saying? Not have a job? I will not have a job. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I take my job very, you know, personal. Yes, of course. You know, so uh, and yes, and Ben and. So, and I'm, is the, are you the first African American? No, not be not a, respiratory to, manager. To be, no? no, so Mm-mm. well, you know, and, and it and it's just kind of hard for them to to take us sometime. I get it, I get it, and mm-hmm. uh, but it, I think that what it, what it is is that we were that that's doing a good job is instilled from us instilled in us from birth right. from our parents mm-hmm. from our parents. We 
They're, they've always told us to do a good job. Yeah. No matter what you do, you do a good job. You never know who's coming behind you mm-hmm. to check your work. And yes. so, and I blame <laughs> my mom for that. You know, my mom, <laughs> my mom was a school teacher and my dad was a supervisor. And I don't even remember my dad ever calling in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, this yeah. guy, I mean, you know. I, I, I don't remember that, you know. That's and, and my husband, 100%. Yeah, and, yeah. and I will not call in. I, I just will not do it. It's just mm-hmm. that, was, that wasn't the way I was trained. I was brought up. Of you course, know? yes. That wasn't the way I, I was brought up. <laughs> so tell me, how, do, how does your day begin in the morning? Coffee. Yeah. <laughs> Coffee. Right. Coffee, right? <laughs> yes. Um, and then um, I check on the staff. So um, I'm making sure that we have enough staff um, and then looking into what type of procedures we have for the day, things of that nature, because I do still go into the clinical areas and help. Oh, yeah. Yes. So you still uh, go on the floor? I still go on the floor as I do. Yes. And help where I can. That's the top priority. Um, And then mainly sitting there and just engaging with the staff. I like to be present. I like to be at the table when they're all just sitting there talking um, and those are my main two focuses. Right. Mm-hmm. Do you uh, do you micromanage? I do not micromanage. Right. Or I tend, I try not to micromanage. <laughs> I will catch myself micromanaging, and I will stop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so you know, uh, it's kind of hard to do. Mm-hmm. It is so hard to do because if you, what we have to understand as leaders that you know, we want our we want our team to go from A to D. Okay, so sometimes they might not they may not go, you know, from A to D just the way we want them to go. Mm -hmm. We wanted them to go A, B, C. Right. They (laughs) might go from A to D, straight A Mm -hmm. to D. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) And, you know, and and that's some of the things that, you know, we're going to have to like we just want them to do it our way, Mm -hmm. you know. But so once but this we we uh, I say we lead a different generation now. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah, so these 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 this younger generation, they know how to do things. They can get there, heck, you know, uh, so fast. They know computer mm-hmm. work. They know how to, d- and they read a whole lot. You know, yeah. what I'm saying? when they come out of school, they're fresh. You know, <laughs> and so it's kind of hard. You know, not to micromanage because that wasn't the way we were trained. Right. And we have to understand there's it, it doesn't. As long as you get the job done, mm-hmm. and nobody gets hurt, mm-hmm. you know, okay. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but if somebody gets hurt, <laughs> it's going to be your head. Yeah. Right. So, uh, so uh, do you feel any pressure on you from, from being a, uh, a black woman? So I did. I did initially. But then I, I had to take a step back and I changed my perception. So I'm looking at it as where is the, where, where is the barrier, really? Is it with the way that I'm perceiving how people are treating me or with them actually treating me that way? And once I was able to get past my perception of it, then I was able to not let it bother me or affect me anymore. Right. So it was your, all in your head. It was not necessarily that it's all in my head and I'm not necessarily ignoring it. Right. Sure. But sure. I'm, I'm choosing to move forward. I'm Did- choosing to be forgiving and proceed on. Right. I get, mm-hmm. I get. And, and maintain myself, be myself, and continue doing the things that I, I think is right. Yeah, sure, absolutely. You do your job. Mm-hmm. You, you, and, I, and, and 
whatever happens, it happens, yes. basically, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, so tell me about what, what motivates you to be a leader? So what initially motivated me was wanting a leader, me personally wanting a leader um, that was caring. Um, mainly, my main thing was just I wanted to provide that leadership for my team that I always wanted. Gotcha. Yeah. Right. Gotcha. So um, that's that's what that's what really motivates me is that now, I, you know, I feel like even though, you know, I'm still learning every day, I feel like I'm on that path. Right. Okay. Okay. So what, so, um, have you ever read the book, that book, uh, the, uh, servant leader? I have not. <laughs> Get it. It's a great book. Okay. It's a great book. Okay. <laughs> I will do that. It's a great book. Uh, so, um, what are the most difficult decisions, you know, that you have to make? What's the, what's the most deci- difficult decision for you to make? For me personally, right, right, is actually when to have those conversations with people. So I tend, I'm tend, you know, well, I tend to be that person who puts it off or says, "Oh, it'll it'll correct itself," you know. But that's my um, that's my biggest challenge is knowing I know when they need to be discussed or when things need to be discussed. Um, but my biggest challenge is just prepping myself for it and doing it. Do you lose sleep at night? I lose sleep at night. Yes. <laughs> you take work home with you? I have actually did uh, started doing really well with uh, disconnecting. Disconnecting. So um, initially, though, when I first got because, you know, I just started. Right. So I've only I was a supervisor for six months and then I went into uh, the manager role for the next six. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been a complete year now. Um, and I'll say for maybe the past few months that I finally stopped doing that. Okay. Of course, I'm always available, but I'm not checking my emails anymore on the weekends. Good for you. Yes. <laughs> I'm still checking emails. Uh-uh, don't. <laughs> you got to stop. I'm still checking emails. <laughs> yeah, so let me ask you this question. So how do you rep- reprimand your staff? You know, what, you know, how do you, you go about doing it? Do you just take words, you know, if somebody come up to you and say, hey, this person did this, or, you know, how do you, how do you deal with that type so, of situation? So, um. I do it from a perspective or I try to include them in the resolution. I don't know if that makes sense. So I try to let them know what the problem is and ask them, first off, what is going on that we need to help you address to help you stop doing these things? And then um, I'm quite blunt. I let them know what's been going on, and then I offer them ways that we can help. Okay. Okay. Have you ever lost it? No, I have not. Um, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think that I have had to step out. There are certain situations that I've been in where I had to just, I had to walk out of the room. And I think that's completely acceptable. Yeah, uh, I, I think so. Yeah, I think that's better than actually losing it. Right. So those I have had several of those situations, though. Right. So uh, losing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've lost it about, I mean, I've been on the job for like 20 years. I've lost <laughs> it about, uh, how many days in the year we have? Three, five <laughs> days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, yes, I, I've lost it, you know, and sometimes I'll go back. I'll go back mm-hmm. and say, hey, look, you know, 
I'm sorry. Then I yes. explain to them, you know, why now, right. now cause sometimes you're not going to go buy the book. You're not going to, man, we, we are human oh, of and course. we, yeah. we get upset just like mm-hmm. some things need to be reprim- reprimanded right then. Some things oh, need yeah. to be taken care of right then. Right. You know, because when, especially when it's dealing with a person's life or something like that, that has to be taken care of, mm-hmm. you know? And sometimes, you know, you, we, we know we're supposped to pull them to the side and, and but mm-hmm. if you see something that, that's like, right, no, don't do that. You know, that right. some, some things you just have to, you know, take care of mm-hmm. right then. That's true. How do you reward your staff? So um, we try to do the least amount of monetary rewards as we can. We, we're been, you know, uh, recognition in the hospital mm-hmm. um, quite often, actually. Um, announcing accomplishments during, you know, department meetings. And we are now starting a um, healthcare provider or respiratory therapist of the quarter. Oh, wow. So every quarter we'll have everybody vote, you know, send in their votes for, you know, who they think deserves this, and we're going to display them in our department. Right. So one of the things that uh, we do in our department is, uh, you know, kickball. Oh. We have done that before uh, against different uh, floors. We also will go uh, bowling. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, nice. You know, company bowling. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, me being from Louisiana, I've also had crawfish balls for my oh, team. Nice. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> you know, we, we try to do something to keep them uh, – uh, keep them keep the morale up, mm-hmm. you know. So how's your, your the morale in your department deal, oh, since COVID has hit? Tell me about that. It is improving. Um, we did have a little bit of a struggle because um, we were short-staffed mm-hmm. the entire time. Yeah. Um, and it weighed on everybody. Um, they started to get, you know, emotional. We all were, mm-hmm. you know, and it, it, it had a, it took a big, it had a big effect on us, but um, things are actually looking up now. They're starting to get better. Good. Yeah. Good. So back to this, uh, back mm-hmm. to this little subject here. So, how do you deal with mental health issues in the department? In the department, okay, mm-hmm. not mine. Okay, <laughs> not yours. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> so um, mental health issues. Hmm. I don't know that I've ever had to really deal with those. Um, I may have had a few people that you know had issues. But it was never bad enough for me to, you know, have to do anything about it. So with your, because your your staff, when COVID was running rampant, Mm -hmm. your staff was one of the, uh, like, second, second in command, basically, because you you got the emergency room, you have the doctors, you have the nurses, and then you you have you guys, respiratory. Mm -hmm. So... So did you, you guys, how did they, how did they do that? You know, cause that's, I mean, they're right up on, they're right up on the COVID patients. So man, how hard was that? that now that's what I'm talking about. That's, that can mess with you mentally because, because yes. that was a lot of death. Yes. That was a lot, a lot, a lot of death. And you know, it was the fact that you would, the patient would figure out what was happening. You know, they would know, oh, this may be it for me. Um, and they would just start telling you everything. Mm. So then not only were you losing a patient, but you were losing somebody that you got even closer to because you knew their life, you knew their, 
grandchildren, their wife, you knew, you know, mm-hmm. everything. And initially, they, those people couldn't come to the hospital. Right. So it was very hard. And it actually got to a point where we were almost numb to it, which is scarier. I, I think right. that's scarier than, you know, actually having that emotion. So, um, yeah, I'm, I just couldn't even tell you that I've even ever gotten over any of that. Right, right. Honestly. How do you lead doing a... Doing this, how do you lead during this time? No, and the funny thing is, is when I started, it was a pandemic. So I never led before. Oh, wow. So that was all I knew. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. How did you prepare your team? Did y'all have meetings every day in, in the morning? Tell me, <laughs> tell me the, the, the life that, because you look, wow. But <laughs> was everything just that busy? Go, it was go, that go. Busy. It was go. Yeah. It was go. We were, I mean, there were times when I was working seven days a week. Yeah. I mean, and you just didn't have your time to even think about it, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, that was a really tough time. Wow, wow. How do you keep your staff, you know, motivated during this time? You, you don't? don't? No. You wow. just try to go day by day and just get through as much as you can. Wow. Yeah, it was wow. very difficult. Wow, wow. So tell me about the uh, characteristics of a leader. I have I have three characteristics. You tell me which one you think is more important. Okay. There's respect. There's integrity. And there's self awareness. Which one do you think is the most important? All of them. <laughs> You're right. Um, self-awareness. Why? Right. I because, well, and, and I don't know if how you mean it, but for me, it's that humility. Right. Making sure that you are with your team and not trying to be above the team. Does right. Does that make? Right. Yeah. That's exactly what I was looking for. Yes. You know, the, the, you, sometimes you have to understand yourself. Yes. Understand yourself and recognize your strengths, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know. Absolutely. And when you do that, you, you can be a, uh, an effective leader. That's mm-hmm. exactly right. What's a good day at work for you? Oh, a good day at work. You get in. It's fully staffed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Everybody's laughing and happy. We all order food together. Right. <laughs> Wonderful. Perfect day. All the patients are, are happy. Right. That's the perfect day that's for me. Day. <laughs> yes. So uh, what's a bad day? Oh, that's the short staff days, the days where you have somebody, you know, a lot of people bring stuff from home. So then you have the, you know, complaining and, right. you know, oh, when are we going to get raises? You know, oh, it just wow. comes out of nowhere when they're upset about outside life, yeah, right, so, right. you know. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. honestly, even in those days, it still isn't a bad day for me because I really love what I do. Right. When you And when you love what you do, I mean, let me ask you this question. Yes. Can you go to work and not get paid? I can. That's when you know. I'll think about it, but yeah. I will. That's when you know you love your job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really love my job. I, I do it for free. You do yeah, it for I, free. I do it for free. Basically, yeah. Just because I, I, I love it. I love yeah, dealing with people. I, do. I, love, I love talking, you know, with people. Mm-hmm. So uh, if you could do anything differently, what would it be? Um, If I could do anything differently leadership-wise, I would probably, honestly, I don't know. I need to. I need to be more um, present. I'm present, but I think there's a lot more that I can do. 
And I want to also improve on communication so that I can reach others. Right. Um, and that is something that is a challenge for me as well. And I'm also, I'm working on that. So, you know, and I think that that's an age old problem mm-hmm. is communication. Yeah. Because sometimes we just, ah, you have to really think about what's important some of the things that you think that's not important, your staff think mm-hmm. it is important. It is important. I didn't know this. You know, right. and we have, it's information in and there's information out, mm-hmm. you know. And a lot of times that, you know, we forget we have so much information that's coming in and you want to tell your staff, but, you know, you just left this meeting, just left that meeting, and then somebody else comes up and tell your your staff something that you wanted to tell them. <laughs> they, they didn't tell you? No, nobody communicates to yeah. us. Oh, yeah, I forgot, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> yeah. it, you know. So mm-hmm. communication is one of the, uh, yes. the one of the biggest deals. I think that's with everybody. Mm-hmm. So how does, how does uh, last but not least, so how does, mm-hmm. uh, how does God play a part, you know, in the ways you lead? In everything. In everything. Every single thing. Yep. Yes. Yep. Right. I'm constantly praying. I'm praying for my staff. Yes. I'm praying for the patients. Yes. Praying for the day in general. Right. So every single day, praying that I communicate effectively. Right. Right. Everything. And so, uh, man, shoot, I, sometimes I sit in my car and I pray. You know, before I go in the building, I'm praying for, yes. you know, staff coming in, staff going out. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I pray for my, my, my family, my family, my, my kids and, and my staff's family. It's just so much. We can spend about an hour a day, you know, at night or in the morning when we wake up, you know, praying for our <laughs> staff. And, I, and if you do that, man, it, it works wonders. Yeah. It works wonders. And then also, you know, man, just pray for your department. You know, just go in that department because sometimes, you you know, you feel those things that might be in there. And sometimes you just have to, you know, sanctify the whole place. Just get real. (laughs) Sanctify the whole place. (laughs) And so, you know, and and, and it works, you know, and it works. And once they see that you uh, that you are a a praying leader, you know, uh, kind of like you, you know, sometimes it would relieve them. You know, we had a, a, you know, a leader over our system, you know, and we knew that. He was a praying leader, you mm-hmm. know, because he, he would lead his meetings with with prayer and, oh. and he just he showed that way. Mm-hmm. He, he just that was his walk, you know, and it yeah. made you, you know, made you feel a certain way about that, mm-hmm. you know. So tell me uh, role models. Role Who's, models. Yeah. Who is your role model and why? You know, I have a really large support staff because everyone that I work with in leadership is completely supportive to me. Um, role model wise is going to be Megan Washington. Oh wow, great, great! She is amazing, in in every way as a leader, um, from being caring to the staff, emotional intelligence, everything that I would like sure. to be able to achieve sure. as a leader. Sure, absolutely. Well, Simber, it was a oh, uh, a pleasure, you know, interviewing you. You're on Icon Leadership. Thank you. Uh, man, you did wonderful. Thank uh, you. I'm very uh, grateful for you, and I'm glad you said yes that you would do this podcast. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'll be glad to have you back, you know, whenever okay. you feel like coming back. Uh, just uh, I th- we see each other all the time. Yes. Okay? Well, thank you, everyone, for uh, tuning in to Icon Leadership Podcast. You can find the show anywhere you get your podcast. You can find us at roguemedianetwork.com. Or you can email us at iconleadership at gmail.com or our website, which is iconleadership.org.